It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Guardians are in the midst of a five-game series against the Minnesota Twins. And it could go a long way toward determining both teams' fates in terms of winning the American League Central Division. With Friday night's win, the Guardians have now put the Twins five games back in the loss column with 19 remaining. Coming up on this week's show, we'll hear from Austin Hedges, Kirk McCarty, and Cody Morris, two young pitchers, and also Cal and Easton Quantrill, who are doing some nice things in the community, and a farm report with Rob Serfolio. That's all coming up shortly, but first, a look back at the week in review, and we begin on Monday, the team returning home after successful road swing in Minneapolis last weekend. They took on the Angels Monday night. And the Guardians got things started in the second inning with a couple of men aboard and Tyler Freeman at the plate. The pitch swung on, grounded towards first, on through into right field, a base hit. That'll score Gonzalez. Jimenez is racing to third. Throw to third, gets away from Duffy. That enables Freeman to go to second. The next batter was Austin Hedges. The pitch. Hedges sends a line drive to deep left. Near the line, it gets down, takes a bounce, goes up against the wall for extra bases. That'll score Jimenez and Freeman. In sliding with a double is Hedges. And it is 3-0 Guardians. Still in the second inning, Stephen Kwan drove in one more run. Now the 2-2. Kwan sends a shot to left field, base hit. Hedges will try to score. Adele comes up throwing to the plate. On the bounce, the slide, the tag. The ball gets loose from Stassi. Hedges with a head-first slide is in safely. Now the Angels responded with a two-run home run in the fourth by Matt Duffy and another two-run home run in the fifth inning, this time by Mike Trout. And just like that, it was all tied up at four. And it stayed tied until the seventh. That's when Stephen Kwan led off with a base hit and Ahmed Rosario stepped in. Aaron Loop, this is his second inning of work. He delivers. And the pitch hit grounded sharply down the third baseline into the left field corner. Quan is on his way to third. He's being waved home. Rosario is stopping at second. Guardians take the lead on an RBI double by Ahmed Rosario as he shot it down that third baseline and into the left field corner. And Ahmed Rosario 
with his second double in the game, his 55th run batted in. And as always, in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was on to try and secure the win. Classe's ready. Again, the 2-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Classe with a fist pump and save number 34. And the Guardians do it again. They find a way to recover after losing a four-run lead, and they win it by a final score of 5-4. to four. On to Tuesday, and another game against the Angels. The Angels this time got on the board with a run in the third inning, but the Guardians answered, tying the ball game in the fifth on a Luke Maley sacrifice fly. Then in the sixth inning, Oscar Gonzalez came up with a runner on base. Now the 0-2. Swung in in line, deep left field, down the line, gone! Oscar Gonzalez with a laser beam down the left field line. And the two-run home run has put the Guardians on top 3-1. to one. He absolutely tattooed it, and he did it again on an 0-2 pitch. Meanwhile, on the mound for the Guardians, nice work by youngsters Cody Morris and Kirk McCarty held the Angels to just one run through seven before they turned it over to James Karinchak in the eighth. The pitch, he grounds one to the second baseman, charged by Jimenez, gloves, flips to first. How about that? James Karinchak needed only nine pitches. Home plate umpire John Tumpain says, let me feel your hand, your hair's good by me. And in the ninth inning, it was Emmanuel Classe again trying to close it out. Once again, Classe, a strike away from save number 35. Here's the 0-2 pitch to Duffy. Swing and a miss. Ball game. And save number 35 is in the books for Emmanuel Classe as he strikes out Matt Duffy to end it. And the Guardians keep the heat on Minnesota and Chicago. They win their fifth consecutive game. They're now 10 games above 500 as they beat the Angels 3 1. Wednesday, looking for the series sweep, the Guardians jumped on top in the second inning with Oscar Gonzalez continuing to stay hot. Now the 2 2. Swung on this, has hit a ton. Deep left center. This has got a chance. Gone! Oscar Gonzalez with a home run to left center to put the Guardians on top one to nothing here in inning number two. The Angels answered with two runs in the third and another in the fifth to take a three to one lead in the bottom of the fifth. But the Guardians got one back on an Austin Hedges ground out and then in the seventh they would tie things up thanks to a big hit from Tyler Freeman. Now the set, now the two one pitch to Freeman. Swung on, drilled to left, down the line it goes. Fair ball and into the corner. Jimenez hits third, he's going to be waved home. Here comes the relay throw to the plate. Head first slide, safe. We are tied at three. It didn't stay tied for long as in the eighth with a runner on, Jose Ramirez stepped in. Here it comes, runner goes, pitch, swung on and hammered. High, deep to right, away, back and gone. Well, by golly, Ryan Tapera challenged Jose Ramirez and gets burned. 
A two-run blast to right, and Jose Ramirez comes through again. And the Guardians have the lead here in the eighth by a score of 5-3. to three. And this time on for the ninth inning with Emmanuel Classe getting a day off, James Karinchek looked to close things out. The 0-1 pitch to Ford. Swung on, pulled on the ground to first. Backhanded by Naylor. Goes to the bag. Ball game. And the Guardians keep rolling. Six straight for Cleveland. A new season high, 11 games over 500. So a series sweep of the Angels led into Thursday's Makeup game with the Chicago White Sox, the team that's trying to track down the Guardians in the American League's Central Division. And the White Sox won that ball game by an 8-2 score. That sent us to Friday night, the opener of a huge five-game series against the Minnesota Twins. And the Twins took the lead, scoring a run in the third, two more in the fourth, and they looked in control with a 3-0 lead. But as usual, the Guardians got things going late. And that comeback started in the seventh inning with a runner in scoring position and Miles Straw at the plate. Jax is ready. Here it comes. Swung on ground ball. Base hit up the middle into center. That'll score Jimenez. Stopping at second is Miller. And Miles Straw down in the count with an RBI single back up the middle. And the Guardians trail the Twins by a score of 3-1. to one. And for Miles Straw, that is RBI number 26. And if you're the Minnesota Twins, with how things have gone against Cleveland this year, how can it not be in the back of your mind about, oh, no, not again? Later on in the seventh now, two down, but a couple of men in scoring position for Ahmed Rosario. Here's the pitch. Swung on, looping liner up the middle, base hit. Center field. Here comes Miller. Here comes Straw. We are tied at three. On a two-strike pitch. Ahmed Rosario with a two-out, two-run single to center. And the Guardians have done it again. A 3-3 tie here in the seventh. On to the bottom of the eighth. Tie game at three. The Guardians got things started with back-to-back singles. Ernie Clement came on to pinch run for Josh Naylor, so he entered the game at second base, and that move paid off instantly. Well, tension-packed progressive field. That's what it's all about when you're under three weeks to play with the division championship at stake. Now the 1-1. A curveball bounces away. Sanchez doesn't know where it is. It's at the backstop. Trying to score is Clement. He's in with a head first slide. Clement scores from second. How about that? Shades of Kenny Lofton in the 1995 ALCS clincher that won the pennant in Seattle. Ernie Clement scoring from second. On a wild pitch. And the Guardians have a 4-3 lead in the eighth. What a way to take the lead. And then in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was on to save it. Tying run at first. Two down in the ninth. 4-3 Cleveland. The set. The pitch. There he goes running. The pitch swung on a topper by the mound. Rosario charges gloves. Throws. Got him! Ball game! And what a game! Cleveland coming from three down to tie it in the 
seventh. They win it when in the eighth inning, Ernie Clement with a daring piece of base running scored on a wild pitch from second base. And the Guardians for the eighth time this year have a last at bat win against the Minnesota Twins. And this one may be the most improbable. Game one in this critical five game series goes to Cleveland. They beat Minnesota four to three. What a night for the Guardians on Friday night to get the big five game series with the Twins started. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Austin Hedges, Guardians catcher. That's next. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The set by Shane Bieber. A look back and the pitch. And it's down and in. A curveball got away from Hedges. Picks, throws to third. Got him! Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. A lot of baseball on tap as the Guardians and the Minnesota Twins have a five-game series going. It continues on Sunday, a 141st pitch on Sunday, and concludes with a day game on Monday afternoon at 110. Austin Hedges has been a key player for the Guardians all season long, doing great work behind the plate. We caught up with him after a wild game on Monday against the Angels that saw both managers ejected in that game. Terry Francona for the Guardians and Phil Nevin for the Angels. And they were ejected 
without another pitch being thrown. So a lot going on and a, a key point, a tense point in the ball game late. Now the Guardians pulled out a 5-4 to four win that night. And uh, Hedges says there was a lot going on in that game, but they were able to stay focused on the task at hand. Yeah, I mean, obviously just a great win to go out there. And, you know, there's some good players on that Angels team. Um, obviously, Trout's on a crazy home run streak right now. And uh, when he continues that home run streak and you win the game, uh, that says a lot about our team. And, um, you know, some things uh, happened in the game that, that were a little bit weird. But, um, you know, uh, we got a, we got our leader in the clubhouse and Terry Francona sticking up for us at all times. And uh, I think the boys responded to that and were able to pull out that win. You mentioned that. And from a distance, it would seem like that's obvious. But what does that mean to, to the players in there when you see that type of emotion in your favor? Yeah, I mean, it, it just reminds us about how much he cares and and uh, how much he cares about us. Uh, uh, it helps us go out there and, you know, care about him and care about each other. Um, and I think that's one of the main reasons we win games is we go care about each other and we pull for each other and we play a good team ball. And, um, and uh, you know, it all starts with him. A two-run double for yourself early on helps a four-run inning. And I know you had mentioned that maybe a little more than a month ago, maybe it was longer than that, where you, you made some adjustments. You, you decided to maybe approach things a little bit differently at the plate. It seems like that's working out really well. And, and what caused you to do that, and how pleased have you been with the results? Yeah, you know, uh, offensively it's been quite the journey for me in my whole career. Um, but uh, we got outstanding hitting coaches here um, who have been helping me making adjustments and uh, just really just helping me have competitive at-bats. That's really all I can do is have competitive at-bats, you know, swing at the right pitches, um, you know, see a lot of pitches and uh, help turn the lineup over so we can get Quan back up to the top of the lineup. Um, and that's basically what I've been focusing on. It looked like you tried to get a bunt down. <laughs> and I know you've done that before, and in fact, on the last road trip. But it all worked out, and is that kind of how it goes sometimes when, when you're in a good stretch? Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime a bunt situation comes up, um, I like doing it. Uh, I feel like I'm really good at it, and uh, especially if it can score a run, um, I'm going to probably try and do that. But um, didn't go as well for me yesterday, so I decided to go ahead and take a swing, and luckily that went my way. Austin Hedge is joining us. It's team photo day today and uh, you're done, it's complete. It seemed relatively quiet, and I know sometimes team photos, certain things can happen that they're a little out of the ordinary. Was this just a, a run-of-the-mill team photo this year? Just a normal team photo. Uh, <laughs> something that uh, seems like to be a bit more of a, uh, a burden, but uh, we got through it. We'll overcome uh, uh, such a difficult thing to do, apparently. And is there a certain way you approach it, the look? the smile lack of smile anything like that when you go in do you have a plan well they're going to go take about 150 photos so about half and half you got to look tough and you got to look handsome so um mix in a few smiles a few serious looks and trust the the judgment of the photo editor taker whoever that is and uh see which one looks best and we were trying to figure it out earlier it Maybe 20 of these in your career if you go back to, to travel ball and youth baseball? Yeah, it's been a lot of them, especially in pro ball, you know, going on 11 or so of those. Um, a lot of team photos, a lot of, uh, and it's cool, you know. I, I always keep all my team photos, and um, it's fun to look back at uh, all the guys that I've played with uh, over the years. And you played with a good group this year, and, and here you are mid-September. This team seems to be clicking again at the right time and what is it in that clubhouse that that you've seen being around several different clubs beforehand that that really has you confident about what's going on here yeah i mean we're just the same every day we uh everybody shows up 
um, to win every day, and I think it's a, it's about as simple as that. Uh, we expect to go in, we expect to go polling, uh, pull for each other, and play the game the the way that we like to play it, and um, all of that's in our control. Uh, so whether we win or lose, we go out and play our style of baseball, um, and when we go do that the right way, it usually leads to wins. So um, it just comes down to that consistency. Awesome, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you. Always fun to check in with Austin Hedges. Uh, his unique perspective on a lot of subjects for sure. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk pitching with Kirk McCarty and Cody Morris. That's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shift to the right, left on left. McCarty against Ford, who hits out of the open stance. The wind and pitch, and it's swung on, and a sky ball to center. What a job by McCarty. A quick one, two, three, sixth inning as Miles Straw makes the catch on Ford. Jim Rosenhouse back with you with Guardians Weekly from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. A lot of ways to pick up the show each week, of course, on the Guardians Radio Network. Also at cleguardians.com, all the archived editions there. Or you can download it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Yeah, pitching such a key for the Guardians, and they've had to turn to some younger names and some pitchers who have not been here all season long, or at least the entire season. But both Kirk McCarty and Cody Morris came up big earlier this week. McCarty with a win out of the pen on Tuesday night. And for him, it was his third victory of the season. And he's trying to get it done here late in the year with very infrequent work. In fact, on Tuesday night, that was his first appearance in 11 days. And he talked about how he's able to stay sharp and be ready when his name is called. Yeah, you know, that's, what, that's what we're paid to do is be ready when our name's called. Um, and so we just come in every day expecting to pitch, and if you don't get ready, expect to pitch the next day. Uh, in the 11 days, I think there's been a few times where I thought there might be opportunity, and so it kind of kept me mentally sharp and mentally locked in on those days, uh, and, then, and then it came yesterday. What is the biggest challenge when you finally get on the mound and, and start to, to figure out what's working and what's not? Um, you know, I, I think one big – one important thing is to me is is not using that time off as an excuse or not allowing it to like creep in. I need to feel like I can go whenever it is. Um, so just being mentally tough in that aspect and saying it's it's go time. Let's let's compete. Get after it. Those strikes. Kurt, I know that there's a cliche in spring training where uh, you hear managers or front office people say, you know, it's it's not just the 25 who break camp. They're, we're going to lean a lot more than that. Um, but you've been on the side where 
where you do go to minor league camp to start the year. And do you still have that belief that, that hey, at some point in time I'm going to get called up, especially this season because uh, you were so close? Yeah, I think uh, being in the minor leagues, you always have to have that mindset of, like, it could happen this year, it could happen this year. If you don't, at least, you know, after the first year or two, I guess, of your career where you're really developing. But for me, I was in a spot where if I didn't believe I had an opportunity to, to make it to the big leagues with, with Cleveland, I'd probably need to rethink some things. So I always had that mindset of I need to do whatever I can do today to, to keep getting closer to that opportunity. And you have spent some time at Columbus, obviously, but uh, how important is that time and, and what you do with that time to make sure that you're ready here? I think when you're in AAA, the only thing you can do is, is show up to work every day, get a little closer. So it's incredibly valuable to work with that staff down there. and They're in constant communication with the staff up here, and they can guide you in where the big league staff thinks that you, you need to be to help them win. Um, so I think it's just super important to take that information and, and run with it and, and try to become the best version of yourself. So many good things have happened to you this season, both on and off the field. Uh, nice to come in after a home game, a big win in September, and, and, and celebrate with your team. Yeah, it's 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 great. Um, we've got a great group here, and um, it's super exciting. Every win special. Kirk, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Kirk McCarty, who uh, – kind of under the radar this season has come up big when the Guardians have really needed an extra arm, whether it's out of the pen or in the rotation. Now getting a start earlier this week was Cody Morris, young man up from AAA Columbus who has battled injury issues the last two seasons and it kept him out of action most of this year, but finally he's had a chance to make his major league debut and he made his third start Tuesday night against the Angels and pitched pretty well. He gave up just one run in three and two-thirds innings of work. And he talked about what it's been like getting his feet wet at the major league level while the club is heading down the stretch in a pennant race. It's been really exciting. Um, you know, being the big leagues alone is a dream come true. I know I've said that before, but coming up during a, a playoff push just makes it, you know, even more special. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and, you know, hopefully I can help this team win some more games. And your first appearance looked like you had to, to battle a little bit to get where you'd like to be, but the second time around, four scoreless against Kansas City. And uh, Explain the difference from your major league debut to that second appearance just in how you feel going into a start and, and how it develops. Yeah, on my, on my debut I was pretty nervous. Um, had tons of family there. There was you know all sorts of adrenaline and nerves going into it and uh, I don't know, I just didn't really settle in that well, but I felt a lot more comfortable against Kansas City the other day. Um, I felt like I was more fluid and in control and just more relaxed, more comfortable. I felt like I was able to pitch my game out there, and um, hopefully I can just continue to settle in. And when you have a game like that, and maybe you didn't need it, but uh, does it tell you that your stuff is good enough to, to pitch and be successful up here? Yeah, I mean, I, I've never really doubted that. Um, I, I always believe in myself and believe in my stuff. And uh, for me, it always just comes down to executing. Um, when I can execute, I feel like I can compete with anyone. Cody Morris joining us, one of the, the newest pitchers for the Guardians, 16th player to make his major league debut on this year's club. I imagine it was nice to see some familiar faces when you showed up here. Yeah, definitely. Some of the guys I've played with... Um, since like a ball 
uh, Will Benson, Tyler Freeman. Um, I've played with Kirk McCarty a lot of the way up. So it's nice to, to have some familiar faces around the clubhouse for sure. Does it make a difference with everything that goes on and, and the expectations of performing well up here to, to at least see some friends? Absolutely. I mean, I ask Will and Tyler Freeman and Kirk questions all the time. You know, they've, they've been up here a little longer. Um, definitely from a comfort standpoint, it's, it's nice to have some guys you know here. That's rookie pitcher Cody Morris, and he'll continue to be a key as he continues to see some time on the mound while both Aaron Savali and Zach Plezak recover from injury. Stay tuned. We'll have our final segment of Guardians Weekly after this short break on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive, which is like having a goalie, a 7-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one, which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because, you know, defense. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jim Rosenhouse back with you at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's Guardians Weekly, and we thank you for tuning in. As always, our final segment, and we take a break from uh, pennant race talk to uh, talk about a great thing happening in the community. And uh, bear in mind, Guardians players, there have been 19 different players who have participated in six different community initiatives. Cal Quantrill and his wife Easton have started a program here called Letters with Love. It kind of dovetails off a national program. And uh, they have led the charge in getting Guardians fans, front office folks, anyone who would like to be involved in writing letters of encouragement to foster children. And when we caught up with Easton Quantrill, she talked about why her and Cal chose this cause to get behind and why it means so much to her. So we are so thankful for the Guardians for giving us this platform in order to expand Letters with Love and reach more foster children. My personal experience with the foster care system, I have three amazing cousins who I have gained as family through foster care and adoption. And just seeing what they've had to go through and talking with them, and it really is the little battles that keep you going until the end of the road. And those letters could be something that they hold on for their entire life and it really is just about somebody else taking time out of their life to make sure that you know yours matters so content wise uh if someone's listening to this and they say hey we want to get involved uh, first off what are some of the things that that they can write that can be so encouraging to a young person um just words of encouragement like keep going you got this um Everything is going to be okay, even though it feels like it's probably not. Uh, we're not trying to relate to the situation unless we have that exact experience because we could never imagine what they've gone through. 
but honestly, just any words that you would write to a friend who's going through a tough time is how we want you to write their letters. So you think of a friend or a family member and just pour your heart out a little bit for that person and show them that you really care. So if this is touching a listener's heart and, and they want to get involved, how do they do that? How can they make sure their letter gets to the right spot? So you can bring your letters to the stadium and drop them off at fan services. If you make them at home, you could bring them to the stadium, or we have different letter writing stations at the stadium set up in the kids' clubhouse and um, fan services and the fan zone, everything, all of these places. Or even if you find somebody and you want to write a letter, we will get you a pen and paper and anything you need. So if you want to write a letter, just ask somebody Anybody, uh, we really appreciate it, and any letter helps. And it's for foster kids not only here in Cleveland, but you mentioned Phoenix, and this is part of a, a broader-based program? Mm -hmm. Yes, so the bigger program is called Letters to Foster Children. I am the director of that nonprofit, and we are just so thankful for the Guardians for letting us partner and Cal and I combine our two worlds and create this awesome place for people to help other people. And that's what we're really just trying to harness is that human connection and just slow down and not on a screen, not through a text, through a handwritten letter where you see somebody's handwriting and you can tell their personality or read their voice or see a beautiful picture and just color in the darkness is pretty much all we're just trying to bring these kids. Easton and Cal Quantrill joining us. And Cal, real quick, when you look at, at community service, it's happening a lot this season with a young team. And, and how does that blend in with everything that's going on on the field, the things that you do off the field in, in terms of team building? Yeah, I think we're appreciative of the communities that uh, that have given so much to us. Um, there's a lot of guys giving back to Cleveland, and that's because we, we're, we're happy to be here. Um, it's, it's important. Baseball is a huge part of our lives, but baseball only exists because this community believes in us. So we believe in them, and we're going to try and, and uh, do some stuff to uh, to show that. Well, it's awesome stuff. Cal, thanks for coming by. Easton, great to meet you. Thanks for coming by. Thank you so much. You too. That is Cal and Easton Quantrill doing great things, helping out foster children in uh, not only this area, but Phoenix as well. Rob Serfolio is the Guardian's Director of Player Development, and he has overseen a farm system that has produced 17 rookies called up to the major leagues for the first time this season. And uh, that happens on a lot of teams that are struggling Maybe, but certainly not a team in pennant contention, but that's been the case this year. And on Friday night, Carlos Vargas, a hard-throwing right-hander, was called up to the big club. Rob says that Vargas is a pitcher who's come a long way following some injury issues, and he fills us in on what we can expect to see on the mound when he makes his major league debut. First off, the fact that we're at 17 is <laughs> it kind of puts a huge smile on my face and is such a credit to so many people in our development system so pretty cool that we're at 17 and most of the guys that have come up here I think have debuted competitively which which is awesome and again just a, a huge credit to so many so many of our coaches and coordinators and with Vargi in particular obviously a guy coming back from from TJ last year and of course 2020 was a lost year for a lot of guys and Vargi wasn't able to to pitch competitively but I think what the fans are going to see is a, a pretty electric arm, a guy that we've seen up to 102, 101, going to sit 98-plus most likely throughout his entire outing and and really has a, a wipeout slider that's 
largely been his, his most productive pitch throughout his career. So another young, talented pitcher that we certainly would have loved to have more opportunity to pitch and learn from just like the the day-to-day opportunities in-game. But I think a guy that we're really excited for nonetheless that has an opportunity to go out in the bullpen and, and hopefully be someone that can contribute to, to some major league wins that, that has really big stuff and, and is a great kid and it just continues to learn and kind of get better every time out. Let's switch to the position player side. I know for them, uh, probably the path to, to helping here in September, not not quite as, as common as some pitching as you go through the month, but Will Brennan's had a, an unbelievable year between AA and AAA. How's he finishing now, and, and what do you look for these last couple of weeks from him? Yeah, I think, you know, a guy that's, again, we've talked about this with the pitchers in their first year. Here's a guy in his second full season of pro ball playing more games than he's ever played, and um, when we saw some, like, slight lulls, they were right on top of him. We were able to work with him and, and kind of use the time pregame to make him feel like he's the best version of himself, and that's both mentally and physically working on the, the goals that we have for Will. And, and he's just a great worker and just brings the right mindset to kind of that team-first energy that we've seen a lot from Kwani and, and T. Free and Will Benson and some of these other guys that have played together coming up. Will embodies a lot of those things, and and we've been able to keep him, you know, kind of working towards his North Star and AAA to avoid a big dip in performance despite being tired. And and Espo's done a great job of just putting him in a position to have success. And we keep seeing him hit a lot of line drives all over the park. I think he's like in the top ten or fifteen in all of minor league baseball in doubles. And so just really learning how to to use his bat to ball skill set for for some production on offense and he's obviously playing all three in the outfield for us defensively and hopefully you know add some versatility in that sense now we could get an update on Bo Naylor from his older brother Josh we usually <laughs> do every every now and again but uh, I want to veer off he's hit some home runs it looks like offensively he's really made some nice progress there's so much value on defense with catchers at the major league level in this organization what are you seeing there from him that says hey, down the road, he could really be an asset. So I think one of the things that jumps out to me from the second I met Bo as an 18-year-old was just his maturity. And I think at that position, like, maturity and communication and willingness to work with the pitching coach and whoever's leading the catching development and the pitcher in-game is so important to just the, the preparation and the plan that goes into being a successful catcher. And I think that's one of the things that is most exciting about Bo is just the the way in which he attacks that communication, preparation, incredible amount of ownership. And he just is a kid that really wants to learn. And I think that's so important as a catcher, especially defensively for all the work that goes into, like we talked about with Curry, like learning who you're facing and knowing the the plan of attack that's going to put our pitchers in the best position to succeed and Bo really cares about that he puts a ton of time into it and then he obviously brings some skill set and what he can do from a receiving and blocking and and throwing something that we've really worked on with him to to be able to control the running game and so again another young kid that just is is such a great character and I think that really translates to to him being an impact catcher and just guys love throwing to him and our pitching coaches really love working with him. And last but certainly not least, a player that we saw come to the major leagues, have some success, but is now back at Columbus, Nolan Jones. Uh, how's he doing with, with that adjustment to going back to try and find some of the, the keys to his game that might help him stay next time? 
that first send down always I think shows you a lot about someone and just their ability to really focus back into what's in front of them. I happened to be there with them when Nolan came back down and just watching him show up to the park the next day with that same smile that he's brought since I've seen him in rookie ball was was pretty impressive and I think speaks to a lot of just the maturation that he's gone through over the last couple of years and and we're obviously using him in a sense in AAA to where if he gets that opportunity in the big leagues playing the outfield and DHing, uh, we want him to have as many of those reps as possible. And and I know that's something that Andy Tracy, our manager there, has talked to him a lot about. And and I think he's done a really good job leaning into this is how I might get used if I if I come back up. I want to be prepared for that. And and he's done a really good job out in out in right field for being a natural third baseman and infielder. He continues to get better out there and is learning how to DH of you don't have the time to go out and compartmentalize on defense. You're sitting in the dugout thinking about that last at-bat and preparing for the next one. And so he's really leaned into those opportunities and I think done a great job as a result. We covered a lot today, Rob. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. That's Rob Serfolio, the Director of Player Development for the Guardians, and that's going to do it for this edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks so much, as always, to Brian Matze for helping to put together our show each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 